0: Lock on lock, 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 lock on lock, 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 on lock, lock on cowboys lock
1: on cowboys. Welcome back to the Lothan Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lothan Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Lena McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on? Good, sir.
0: Not much. We're uh, a Thursday. It's time to get get ready for this uh, Detroit game. But before we do, we uh, we have some, some fun midseason games to kind of review what's, what's happened, everything up till now.
1: Yeah, we're going to go ahead and hand out our midseason awards. Uh, I know we're actually a little bit past the midway point. Uh, but last week, with it being a short week with the Cowboys coming off Monday Night Football, we didn't have a chance to do this, so we're going to go ahead and catch up now. Uh, we've got one, two, three, seven awards that we're going to hand out. Uh, and let's go ahead and start. Uh, Landon, the first one we're going to do is Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, for this category, uh, we're going to exclude the quarterback position for a second. Uh, but Who has been the best offensive player for the Cowboys this season?
0: I think for me it's been Amari Cooper. Uh, I think you know he's just sh- continued uh, his play that he had a uh, for the previous season, you know, there was some concerns like how much better could he get? Uh, I think he's come out here and shown that when he's out there, he's one of the most difficult covers in all of the NFL. Uh, He can get open against basically anybody. Um, He's good for a couple big plays, usually a game. Um, I I just think that, you know, he's come in and really injected a life into this offense um, that, you know, along with, Dak's vast improvement uh, has really made the biggest difference in the uh, results that we've seen before he got here and, and 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 since. So Amari's played nine games this season, but he's really
1: only you know finished eight. He played three snaps in that Jets game, so really through eight games, fifty three receptions, eight hundred and forty eight yards, and seven touchdowns. Basically, averaging a hundred yards and a touchdown a game. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Uh, for me, that was an easy choice. There was somebody else I thought of as you know maybe a clear-cut number two, uh, but Amari has just been absolutely phenomenal. And listen, he's doing this while being pretty banged up. I mean, he's had I don't know how many different lower leg injuries now with uh, the plantar fasciitis, the ankle sprain, the knee bruise. And it seems like he's, he's battling some kind of injury every week, and yet he goes out there and produces. I, he's having just an unbelievable season for the Cowboys. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the defensive player of the year. Uh, And this may be a little bit tougher. Uh, There might not be a clear-cut answer. Maybe there is to you, uh, but I'll let you go first, Landon. Who is your defensive player of the year for the Cowboys?
0: I'm going to go with Marcus Lawrence because I, I feel like he has been the most consistently good player for this defense. And the defense has been very up and down at points. Um, and I I feel like despite all of the, you know, f- terrible press, <laughs> I mean, really just re- revealing what you know about football more than sure. how DeMarcus Lawrence is playing, of all the people that have been questioning his uh, skill set or his ability, um, you know, he's been taking on double teams at, at an incredible rate uh, and still manages to make big plays in each one of these games and, and if and at the very least is opening things up for – Maybe one of the other guys that might be on this list for a defensive player of the year. Um, I just think that uh, you look at the results of his results, and then honestly, I think even looking at the results of someone like Robert Quinn, yeah, uh, I, I think you, know, you you see that that he is Demarcus is the straw that stirs the drink there, um, and and is the one getting a lot of this attention and opening things up for a lot of the other people mm-hmm. on this defense.
1: Yeah, I think the the Week 10 game against the Vikings really told you a lot about Lawrence. I mean, we already knew this, but he wasn't having a great day getting to the passer. But, man, his effort is unbelievable. I don't know how many times he was the guy who was up the field rushing Kirk Cousins and then was 20 yards down the field making the tackle on the screen just because his effort is unbelievable. Uh, I know there's some worry when you go out and you pay you know, a defensive end, I don't know, about $100 million or whatever you, you paid tank. Uh, it's why I never worried about it, because Lawrence's motor is unbelievable. His effort is always so high, uh, and he plays the game the way that you want your defense end to play, just with a nonstop uh, hustle to the football. And I, I think he's, while the sack, notal, sack totals haven't been great this year, I think he's been fantastic. I I think he's been just as good as we've seen him over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, And I think that he's gotten a lot of attention and that's, you know, obviously it's not going to lead to direct results that are easily seen by, uh, by by the casual fan, but it's hard to deny that he's had an, an immense effect on the results on everyone else around him, you know, and he's just, he's taken up so much of the resources of the offensive blocking scheme to just to hold him back that it's opening things up for a lot of other people.
1: Yeah, I think he was a clear cut pick here. But who was your number two? Because that's the one I'm
0: struggling with. Who, who would you say has been the Cowboys' second best defender this season? I mean Quinn. I think like I just I, I just think that he, even though it's just been sacks and I, I mean the numbers is good. It, 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 they've come at key times. He's been consistent when he's been out there. Um, you know I think you can make an argument for Byron Jones. You know I think he's played well, uh, for the most part throughout the season. I think maybe he had a couple. Maybe he's had his, his worst game against the Vikings, but um, I, I mean, I think he's had a, a pretty good season so far. I mean, just overall, uh, Xavier Woods, I think, has been really good. You know, um, but uh, that's who I was going to pick.
1: He, I, I think it's Woods for me, just because he's been somebody who's been able to create turnovers. Yeah, uh, he's been pretty solid in, in you know in the run game as well. Uh, I think you can make a case he's been their best defensive back this season.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think uh, you know, th- those are all people that are candidates to be certain.
1: All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we will discuss some more of the Cowboys midseason award winners.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, Landon, our next award is the most improved player. And I actually have a couple different guys here that I was deciding between. Uh, But I will toss this one to you. Who, Who is your most
0: improved player? Um, I, I'm going to give you Yeah, you you, me give you mine. Give, give me yours first. I'll, I'll, let's hear My, Mine was easy. I thought it was Lyle Collins. I,
1: I thought mm. Lyle was good last year, but I mean, his play this year has been unbelievable. I think you can make a case that he's actually outplayed Tyron Smith this year. Uh, it doesn't mean I would take Lyle, Lyle over Tyron, but I just think Lyle's played that well. Uh, you know, he he's someone that the Cowboys... I gave a contract to before the season. And my guess is they had a an inkling that this breakout season was coming uh, and they wanted to get ahead of it before uh, he reached the open market. Uh, I, I just think Lyell has been fantastic this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty great answer. Um, I, I was actually going to go with, I think, Connor Williams because I do think that he's improved vastly from where he was at this point last year. Um, but I think either way, I, I, and, and I think you could. T- I mean, really, if you want to go technically, you could probably go with the guy between, you know, in the middle of them, one of the two guys sure. with with Travis Frederick. I, I think he's probably improved quite a bit from where he was at this point last year. So um, yeah, I, I just think really you could just say the offensive line overall. I, I think yeah, it's I just agree. improved the most. Uh, in a way that you know, across the board, really every player, whether they're just healthier than they were last year, or you know, in the case of Williams and Lil Collins, they've actually made improvements to their game. Uh, I, I think that the offensive line overall is the most improved.
1: Does the quarterback get any uh, any potential to win this award? Uh,
0: for sure. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I don't know that it's the the amount that he's approved improved that is as. Necessarily as much as Lale Collins, but I'll say this: like it's just so rare to see a quarterback improve at the rate he does between seasons. You know, like yeah. that—that's the yeah. thing is we've seen this kind of jump, and not to get into him, but we've seen this kind of jump from him after his senior year in college to his rookie year in, in, in the NFL, and then from last year to this year. Uh, I don't know that I've seen two seasons where a quarterback has made such a drastic leap. In, in an off-season, I guess, is the way to say it.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're going to get to that in a second. Yeah. We'll, we'll hold off on talking about it. We'll him.
0: hold off, yeah. Um,
1: all right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next one. Uh, the best role player. I, I thought this was interesting. So let's let's knock out anybody who is a starter, right? So the, on the both sides of the ball, we generally know who starts for this team. Who has been the best role player for the Cowboys this season?
0: There's some good choices here. um uh, I'm gonna go with Jordan Lewis. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Okay, I, I, it's just because I feel like I know who you're gonna go with. Um, and I, I, are, are
1: you sure? I'm not sure you know.
0: Are you gonna go with Blake Jarwin? No,
1: I'm not. Actually. Oh, that's good though.
0: Well, Blake Jarwin, I think is should be in this conversation as well because I think when he gets in the game and, and as he's injected as a role player, he's he's performed w- pretty well. Um, but I think Jordan Lewis uh, is is the guy that I want to put here, just because you know, I mean, he he started out the season not as your third corner, but again, every single time he seems to get in, he seems to make plays. He, he's uh, he's been a solid tackler. He's been competitive. Uh, he's whether it's turnovers or causing turnovers or, or just being there where uh, at the right time, or the right place. Uh, I just feel like he. Ha- is such a valuable piece, obviously too valuable to continue to be a, a, a role player. And now he's probably going to get a larger role. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, Jordan Lewis has been fantastic so far this year uh, in limited snaps early on.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, obviously I think he, he's been you know really good for the Cowboys this year. Uh, my best role player is Joe Thomas, who is currently hey. pro football Focus's 17th uh, highest rated linebacker, One of the best coverage linebackers in the league. Hasn't played a ton of snaps this year. He's just under 200 on the season. But every time he's out there, he just reminds you of how much depth this Cowboys team has at linebacker. Uh, They can put him in in certain situations to, you know, on nickel, nickel downs. They can play him at either the mic or the will. uh, And he's never going to be the reason why a play doesn't work. Uh, I I think for what he does, I, I think that he's been a really good asset to the Cowboys this season.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one. I, I actually didn't even think about him, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think such a such such a luxury, especially nowadays where it feels like linebacker depth is very, very difficult to find. Uh it, it's such a luxury to have a guy like Joe Thomas to be able to come off the bench even behind Sean Lee, you know. So Yeah,
1: right. The the just a, he's your fourth linebacker. That yeah, is absolutely incredible.
0: I I know I was
1: talking to Justice Mosquito who covers the Packers and he was saying he would be the Packers' best starting linebacker right now. So uh, it, it it's just crazy the depth that the cowboys have at that position yeah uh let's go ahead and move on to this one this one this one's a little disappointing uh the best rookie uh Landon, who has been the cowboys best rookie so far this season uh the, oh. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, is it Tristan hill it's probably Pollard, right yeah i mean what are the who are the other candidates I, I don't know that there are any other candidates really i I mean, the, the only one that I kind of thought was maybe you could make a case for Brandon Knight because he wasn't awful when he had to play. I mean, considering the expectations. But I think it has to be
0: Tony Pollard, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Brandon Knight could be in the conversation. I, I think he, he played pretty well when he was given the opportunity. Um, I mean, all things considered, you know, his pedigree considered. uh. But yeah, I, I think it's probably Pollard. I mean, Pollard's made some big plays. He's, you know, he's been, he's been exciting when he's gotten the ball. It's got to be All Pollard.
1: Right, so, at what point do we start talking about this draft class as being maybe a whiff for the Cowboys? Obviously, we we got to take into account that they didn't have a first round pick, and you know that obviously is a big reason why you're not getting a lot of impact from this class. But still, to basically get nothing from your second-round pick, to get, to get nothing from your third-round pick. Your fourth-round pick uh, is a, a fun gadget running back. You didn't get anything uh, so far from uh, Michael Jackson got cut. Uh, are, are we in you know a bad spot with this rookie class?
0: No, not necessarily because you're not really at a talent disparity. I mean, that's the thing is that a lot of this has to do with how talented your team is currently. And also, we're halfway through their rookie season. So it's, that's the thing. It's, it's entirely it's entirely too early, right?
1: If Tristan Hill turns out to be a serviceable rotational defensive tackle and Connor McGovern turns into a, you know, your swing into your lineman. I, I, I don't think it looks as bad but right now with basically your, you know, your first two picks giving you nothing on game
2: days. It does maybe look a little worse than it actually is.
1: Let's go ahead and move on to our biggest disappointment, Landon. Uh, I know you just think I love this category. It's it's uh, the whole reason you did this. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I just wanted to talk about the linebackers. Oh, Up, <laughs> I gave away what my disappointment was. Uh, Landon, what's your biggest disappointment so far for the season for the Cowboys? It's Malik Collins.
0: I mean, it, Ooh, it, a good he's one. been really bad, and uh, and he looked really good in the in the train in training camp, uh, and he has just been really awful in the run game and. Uh, you know, not nearly as good in the past game as we had hoped. Uh, so I think for me, yeah, like, it's
1: killing the run game. It, it's absolutely killing. Oh Tony yeah, game absolutely. He, yeah. Can't make plays.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, I mean, it's, it starts up front and, uh, you know, I think part of why they felt comfortable doing what they did at defensive tackles, because they were seeing what, you know, a lot of us saw at training camp with Malik Collins, but, it never really translated onto the field in the regular season the way that anyone hoped, uh, and his play has been, you know, below Bad. starter level yeah. at best. You know, which is not at all what anyone expected.
1: Yeah, when I when you saw him in you know training camp in the preseason, especially, I was thinking you know maybe this is a guy that has a career year for Dallas. Maybe he gets the six or seven sacks. Uh, he'll leave in free agency. The Cowboys yeah. can recoup a compensatory pick. I'm not sure anymore. I don't know what the market is going to look like for Malik Collins after this year. Yeah. Because what do you do for? I mean, what do you spend on a, you know, a pass rushing defensive tackle who is really not getting to the quarterback and is pretty awful at stopping the run?
0: Yeah, I, I don't really I, I don't get know. it, man. I his he Malik Collins has been an anomaly so far in his career. I, I, I don't really, I don't really know how to put my finger on his career. It's it's very odd. You know, I mean he, he comes in he comes in off a hurt season his rookie year and gets six sacks while well after missing all the training games. Which is like to say
1: the the second most ever for a twenty one year old rookie defensive. Talent. Yeah,
0: it's like a it's like he has like a gold medal rookie season where you're like, God, I can't wait to see what this guy does. And then like, I don't know, it feels it feels like there have been times when he's been better. Like you see him getting better, but then he doesn't translate to the field like, almost at all. And, um, yeah, I don't it's know. Weird, it's, it's 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 yeah. very, very odd. Yeah, he
1: had five sacks as a rookie, and in his last 38 games, he has just eight sacks, which is, I mean, pretty incredible. It, it's He just hasn't been a, a very good player for the Cowboys, despite starting, you know, all 38 of those games. Uh, for me, the biggest disappointment is the linebackers, and that's because of the expectation coming into the season. You know, Leighton Vander Esch was a second-team All-Pro as a rookie. Jalen Smith was a pro bowler. Uh, they were both pro football focuses, you know, two of the top five linebackers in the league. And it just seems like each week they've been so inconsistent. Now, they've had their moments. Uh, I thought Jalen played well against the Giants, and then I didn't think he played well against the Vikings. Van Der Esch, I feel like, hasn't been the same player at all that we saw last year. Uh, and I know he's been dealing with some injuries as well. Uh, but the linebackers combined with Malik Collins are one of the big reasons why the Cowboys are, are struggling so much to stop the run. Uh, the Cowboys invested a ton into that position, and they're not really getting the return on the value there. It, it's been – I think it's one of the reasons that they're 5-4 and four right now. If they play better games against, you know, the Packers and the Vikings, I think we're, t- we're having a, a totally different conversation uh, about this Cowboys team. Uh, what do you think about the Cowboys linebackers? I know we we differ on this uh, opinion a little
0: bit here, so I want to hear your thoughts on Jalen and Vander Esch. Oh, actually, I don't think we do differ. I mean, as far as how they've played so far this season, I mean, I, I totally agree that, that the linebacker core has been a disappointment. I mean, you, just because, look, I, I, I play the expectation game, I think, correctly, if you've got players that you think are elite, then you need to expect elite performance from them, right? I, I, sure. I don't, I don't want to expect above average performance from an average player. I think that's where I, I think that, that's where people get into problems. Is that they, when they expect, you know, oh, this guy who's an average player is going to be amazing, and then when they're not, they get pissed at that guy. I I don't feel it that way, but I but. What I will do is, if an elite player, a player that is supposed to be playing elite, is not playing elite, like that is what we should be pointing out. And and I totally agree that Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith specifically have had a, have had rough years. And, and I would say, I would say the the issue is that I mean, if you look at both players, first of all, Jalen is a high variance player. I mean, that's whole this whole thing. Like his whole thing is that he's a he creates plays. Uh, I mean sometimes sometimes he'll give up plays but I think the thing that makes him we've special, talked about this on the yeah, podcast before he right? he forces fumbles he, he he's he's a big hitter he he you know I mean he is a catalyst uh, and the problem is is that he hasn't catalyzed I guess as much as, as you would hope I mean th- there hasn't been as many of the, mm-hmm. the the good explosive plays as you had hoped as he as he has had previously and then for Layton, you know, it's like he he maintains this very, very high baseline of play. It's like he's reliable to make a whole bunch of tackles. If Jalen can't get there, Leighton will get there, clean it up. And the fact that, you know, it's it's just a very high level of, of baseline play. Well, that has not happened this year with him. His play has been kind of all over the place it's been up it's been down he's he's played like Leighton Vander Esch that we've known at times he's played like a shell of himself at times um so I think th- I, to- I totally agree that, that the linebackers have been a disappointment because they were supposed to be the best like one of the best cores in football and mm-hmm. and they certainly have not been that and that starts with those two guys at the top without a doubt
1: do we have faith that these guys can bounce back over the last seven weeks? Because they're going to absolutely need them in, in some of these games coming up. With you know the Patriots with all of their short passing, uh, they're going to play the Rams. Uh, do you have faith that Jalen and Van can get on the same track or get back to what we saw last year?
0: Yeah, I mean, I do, I do because I mean I don't know that it's faith is the word. I would say. I think it's certainly possible because I think the issue is more that they've been inconsistent rather than just plain bad. If they had been just terrible all season, I probably wouldn't be looking for them to be turning it around at this point of the season. It's not really that. It's more that they've been good and then they've been really bad and then they've been good and then they've been really bad. So I think that it's a lot easier for players to find consistency in their game. Uh, to get back on track with consistency than it is to pull themselves out of the spiral of a bad season, if that makes sense.
1: All right, let's go ahead and move on to our final award, the team MVP. Landon, who is your team MVP so far through the 2019 season?
0: It's the same as your team MVP. It's it's Dak Prescott. It's, yep. I mean, I think it's pretty hard to argue anybody else. Uh, his season has been fantastic. His improvement, we, as we discussed before, has been – Beyond our wildest dreams, I think is not an exaggeration, right? Like I, I think, yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I think the way he has played, uh, no matter really the situation. I mean, I think he has been an amazing. He, you know, he's still at times, and I think that this is something that he has not taken enough of on himself. I think a lot of the slow starts uh, are are DAC based but i think that the the truth of the matter is is that he may be the best second half player in all of football like i mean yeah. he, he may his you know once he actually gets into the rhythm of the game I mean, he's as good as any player in football right now. <laughs> like it's, and, and I, and I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, if you go just watch some of the throws he's making, look at what he's doing, manipulating the pocket, getting out of the pocket, creating in space. You know, like you, you look at quarterbacks and you judge them. Okay, how well do they operate in in structure? How well do they operate out of structure? Dak is doing both, kind of flawlessly at times. Uh, and, and when Dak is is locked in and um, operating like you, you, it's like, it's like when it's like Romo, it's, you know, where you just like, you know, it's going to happen. Like, it's okay. We've got two minutes. We're going to drive the ball down. It's not like, Oh my, is it going to happen? You feel like it is going to happen. Uh, and when it doesn't happen, it's surprising, you know, it's shocking. So I I, I think that's a level of confidence that you have in a quarterback that is, I, I don't think people realize how rare that is. You know, because uh, yeah. because they're Cowboys fans and they've had, you know, Tony Romo. I mean, I think for the for the fans that existed in the 2000s, uh, they remember. But I, I think it's 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 easy for us to just kind of dismiss how special Dak has been this season. But he has been as good this season as as Tony Romo has ever been in his career, which is saying something.
1: Yeah, it really is. Uh, a couple of quick Dak stats for you. Uh, Dak Prescott, Dak (laughs) Stats, I love it. Uh, Number one in QBR, uh, a little tip here. Uh, Since 2016, the leader in QBR by the end of the season has won the MVP in three straight years. Um, I'm not sure that's going to happen to Prescott because the Cowboys team isn't as good as maybe some of the other uh, candidates, Uh, but that is noteworthy. Uh, Number two in yards per attempt, number two in passing yards per game, uh, number two in net yards per attempt, number two in adjusted yards per attempt, Uh, number five in passer rating, uh, number two in rushing yards by a quarterback, number two in rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Uh, He's pretty good. Uh, I think that's what those stats say, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, just uh, just checking my notes here, and yes, he's very good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Uh, So don't take the ball out
1: of his hands in the last 30 seconds of a game, Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett. uh, just, Just adding that in there. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Or wherever you get your podcasts, follow Landon at McCool BCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.